Hear ye, hear ye, hear ye. Coming to you from the Baker Law Group, Studio 107, it's SOL. Live, raw, and uncensored with your host, Drew Baker. Shady that Baker, just happened. Matt Dixon, the Iron Man. A podcast dedicated to protecting your rights by exploring the law, politics, and current events. You have the right to remain silent and listen or call in and become a part of the show. And now, here's your host, Shane and Bates. Welcome to the SOL Podcast. I am your host, Shake and Bake. We are back and we are back before season four has begun for another bonus episode because we've got the stuff in the works, everything from new photographs to new intros and outros and all kinds of stuff happening, but we can't really go full force into season four until it's all done. On the other hand, we can't just sit around and not talk to anybody. So too much, too much going on. Too much going on. We have to come back for more and more bonus episodes. And we always like a good solid free for all Friday. That's right. Free for all Friday. I'm joined by co-host Mr. Matthew Dixon. How are you doing today, Matthew? Oh, fantastic. The just Iron the, Man. Yeah. Speaking of Iron Man's, just did a half Iron Man last weekend. So there were a few days that were touch and go after that. But I think we're we're about at 90% now. Did you say a half Iron Man? Is that like you're not a full man? Correct. Or yes, I'm only half. Only a half. An iron, iron boy. I'm an iron, 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 iron half man, half robot. I don't know. Okay. All right. Half Iron Man. But no, nonetheless, I have only done one. You've done like 10 and it's a massive accomplishment and your time was fantastic. Four hours and 55 minutes, maybe. That's correct. Yeah. All right. And of course, we're joined by the one and only Special K. How are you doing today, Special K? I'm doing good. Happy to be back in the studio with you guys. Back for the free-for-all Friday. Uh, with that mishmash of ideas and topics that we're going to be covering today, I can't really put my hand or finger or whatever on one particular topic. So we're going to cover a little variety pack, if you will. A little potpourri. Potpourri, confetti. Yes. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Verbal, uh, Pandora, all the podcast forums out there. We'll put that up after we're done with our live stream today, which is on YouTube. Haven't been kicked off yet. Only a matter of time, I'm sure. Uh, and I think that maybe next season we'll have to find a new platform based on some of the discussions we've had about topics we will be covering. But nonetheless, we have to send it on email. I guess we can do that too. So we'll figure it out. We should probably disclaim a few things, maybe. Good idea. You think? We're just going to get this out of the way right now. Remember, SOL listeners, the views and opinions expressed on this show are meant for entertainment purposes only and are not to be construed as legal advice. There is no way, in any way, we are creating an attorney-client privilege. That's right. As always, no attorney-client privilege, but that just opens up the entire platform to whatever we want to discuss today, which is good because there's a lot going on, uh, a whole lot going on. And I think first up on the chopping block today is Iron Man, correct? You can hit yeah, it first? Sure. That's what I thought. All no right. problem. So what do you, you want to talk about? I can handle that. Well, it's free-for-all Friday. I'm going to stay local. 
uh, my um, inclusion into the potpourri of topics today yes. is going to deal with the increase in lawlessness across central Ohio. Now, as you've probably all seen on TV and news anywhere, that this is really widespread throughout the country. <laughs> That's not true. Are you sure about that? Uh, only from what I see on it's mostly TV. peaceful yeah. lawlessness. Yeah, peaceful. That's lawlessness. what I thought. It was peaceful protest. It just got me to thinking, though. You know what's happening here in Columbus, and let's talk a little bit about that uh, briefly. So, um, you know, one of the major things that I saw in looking into this topic is um, surprising is vehicle thefts, and vehicle thefts are way up, almost twenty five percent on the year. That's like an additional four to five hundred, four hundred to five hundred vehicle thefts in twenty twenty one versus twenty twenty. Um, Wasn't there that gang going around at some point that was? This was brought up at some venue along the way with uh, the news broadcasting locally was talking about there was a group of kids that were out. Yeah. Specifically with the, you know, the, the, I guess the goal to steal cars. Yeah. So Columbus police essentially said they believe the increase is mostly due to, you know, teens, what they believe are teen gangs or teens out there out and about doing some bad things. So, um, you know, there's, uh, one other statistic, uh, in particular, this was an interview from yesterday and a Columbus police lieutenant said that in July alone, there've been 477 reports of stolen vehicles. And that there's still a tremendous amount of unreported incidents. Like people just don't come forward for one reason or another. So like that's just the reported incidents. There's nearly 3,000 vehicle thefts in 2021 so far. Jeez. Columbus. Wow. City of Columbus. Yeah. So they've only been able to file charges in about 127 of those 3,000 cases. That's a lot of cars floating around out there that don't belong to the person that's driving them. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely nuts. But they're they're essentially talking about, you know, teens that are out there on the streets that aren't being supervised and they're just out, you know, wreaking havoc on our community and causing problems. And I don't know if that's a, a part of, you know, directives toward Columbus police to step down from, you know, making arrests or and we'll actually get into that too in my potpourri section. But what, what about the concept of maybe during COVID, there was a lot less of a structured environment given that the kids were not in school. Certainly. And therefore, the troublemakers could recruit some additional troublemakers, maybe. Well, and, you know, idle, idle hands, bored. right? Idle hands. Yeah. They're just bored. Yeah. Not, uh, not that that would be the recommendation. You're bored as a kid, go out and steal a car. But I mean, certainly when you go to school from, say, seven in the morning till three in the afternoon, uh, you're probably not stealing any cars during that time. You've got other things that are keeping you occupied, sports or whatever it is. But that, to me, that seems like that could definitely be one reason. I yeah. don't know if they're citing that at all. but Well, it, it goes hand in hand with, with this other topic, which is related, you know, similarly. I, anecdotally, when you talk about, you know, vehicle thefts, uh, had a friend, uh, business owner, had his truck, a trailer, all the equipment on the trailer, over $150,000 altogether. When you include all the value of everything he had from that's a lot front bumper to the back of the trailer. Yeah. It was stolen from his business. He has it on video. He has clear video, not that pixelated 1982 CCTV. Not your typical surveillance. No. Su- surveillance. No, it, I can't say that word apparently today, but surveillance. surveillance. No, Thank you. Perfect. Perfectly clear video has, has the offender actually has Lojack on the vehicle, followed the vehicle to the individual's house where the person got out of the car and went in his house. Hmm. So my friend calls the police and says, 
I just followed somebody who stole my business vehicle and equipment, followed them to their house. I have video of them getting in the truck, taking the truck, getting out of it and walking to their home. And the police said, just take your vehicle and go back. We're not going through hell. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. That's where I'm going with that one. That's amazing. Why would they? Yeah. You know, so it, it, there's another, there's another, um, issue with like small minor nonviolent crimes where the police Columbus police have been given a specific directive now from the city to not make arrests in those cases. So you've probably seen videos of people doing, you know, shoplifting uh, at stores in other cities yeah. and they show the videos. They just, in California, they yeah. can just go in. I think it's seven fifty or $900. And yeah, I thought it was $900 yeah. was the cap. Yeah. The security guards stare at them as they're walking out yep. with handfuls and cartfuls of merchandise. So are we are we next? And I hate I, saying that because we I did said that, that one other time, other didn't issues. we? I was going to yeah. say, wasn't there another time where you said, are we next? Well, I think so, it was the COVID vaccine uh, uh, mandates for probation. Yes. Yeah. The, the yeah. judicial uh, The next probation. day, as a matter of fact, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. So um, essentially, Columbus police officers were given a directive not to make arrests for those kinds of crimes at all so that they could focus on the more violent crimes and deal with those issues. What I like about that, especially when it's brought to the public's attention, is it, you know, would definitely discourage people from committing those crimes when they know they're not going to be prosecuted. Correct. Probably the most you know, clear course to take at that point is I won't do that or wait. Could it go the other way? No, too? I don't think so. I think now that they know they wouldn't be arrested, there's they no reason to won't do, do the crime. Yeah, I mean, yeah. part of it is is that the acceleration of, of yes. am I going to be arrested today or not? There's no there's no game in it at that point, <laughs> right. right? You've taken all the fun. Yeah, all out the risk is it. gone, yeah, no so it's really reward. not appealing anymore. Yeah. What's um, the part of the car? I hear about this a lot in Columbus. There's something underneath your car. It's like, catalytic converter. Yeah, I keep hearing that those are getting stolen. So that, was a, too. that was a huge issue at Alum Creek, apparently. There would be trucks and cars parked there late into the evening. They've actually closed the park now at 9 p.m. They closed the gates to the beach because a ton of vehicles had gotten their catalytic catalytic converters stolen out of their cars I heard i'll give you five dollars if you can tell me what that does i have no it's idea. something exactly. with the muffler yeah because that's why right. i asked him i was like how would i why know would if you mine steal got it? stolen why would you steal it's, it's made worse. of platinum so they can turn around and sell it for like whatever uh, kelsey's the... exactly right it's kind of like stealing copper out kelsey's of exactly can i quote right. you on that you like, can but it's, it's the first time in a long time anyway so you know for me that that's really dangerous right what does that mean does that mean as a business owner or as a customer I got to defend myself in those scenarios where these people are in a store. They're stealing my property. What's the difference between going in there and demanding cash out of a register or just taking stuff off the shelf? To a business owner, it's the exact same thing, right? It's it's all coming from the top down where the police are being told, don't do your job, you know, or focus on other things. But in reality, it's being advertised. It's almost like when the media ask, and this happens the, the most ridiculous question in the world, but they'll ask, you know, a general. So, where do you think you're going to be dropping that uh, dirty bomb here soon? Can you tell us the location? And it's like, why would we ever tell you that? Because then those people can prepare for it. It's the same concept here. We're saying, hey, we're not going to be doing these things in terms of prosecuting these crimes. So, I mean, have you know, it. have at it. And it's coming from the top down. I don't think it, you can point your finger at the cops here because they're just doing what they're told to do. You know, so. As a business owner, or not do I as a business owner, somebody's you know shoplifting in my store. I confront them. We get into an argument. I pull out my firearm and I hold this person at gunpoint and call the police and say, "Where are you?" 
Are they coming at that point when they know there's a firearm involved? Or yeah, they are they come still get you and take your gun from are they you? Still I think leave? you're the one in trouble at that yeah. point is what yeah. it almost seems like. They're going to say it's property damage and I'm, I'm, can't. I'm, yeah, I don't know. And not, not if you confronted the person and now you feel that you are not safe. Oh, I, I mean, I agree with you, but it's just one of those things that it's going to definitely result in more conflict like that where people are going to step in with their own firearms. And if we're so worried about guns and everything else, right. I think you're encouraging that too. Well, and, and I think that this has a, a worse effect on sort of the mom and pop shops who can't afford their own private security, right? Like the large stores have um, security forces there, theft prevention officers, you know, so they have things they could do. Small shops don't have that. So really it's another assault on small business in that respect where you're it not, not going to be doing that. All right. So another, another um, issue that we've all seen are illegal dirt bikes and vehicles up and down the street. What is going on? I mean, any given day down high street, you see dirt bikes. And the the craziest thing for me, a dirt bike is obviously designed to not be on the road. And I'm not even sure. I don't know this one way or the other. If you can get a plate for a dirt bike, maybe you can. But these bikes that we're referring to, they never have any plates on them whatsoever. So you can't with a dirt bike. A, typically they don't have a headlight or a taillight. And oh, that's B, good point. they yeah. don't have turn indicators or mirrors. Right. So technically speaking, they're not a legal vehicle items, on the yeah, road. That's yeah. why you can't get a plate for those vehicles. But here's yeah. the kicker. The best yeah. one is this sport uh, ATV. Now I'm a, I'm a quad owner. I have a quad. I've had the same one for like eight years. I use it for in essence, farm purposes and to ride around when I go out into the woods and hunt and whatever. But there is a, I see a red one on a I don't know if it's the one you've been seeing, but there's a red, what looks to be like a sport quad. It's not really like a outdoorsy tractor supply kind of quad. It's more of a sport quad flying down the streets, but then to add a little more carnival aspect to it, they're doing wheelies and, yep. you know, coming up on the sides. And I mean, there's cars like all, around them, in front of them, behind them. And I'm thinking, how is it that these people are on the street and nobody's doing anything about anything it? whatsoever? And I'm, I'm up in the short North. I see this all the time there. It's not one or two. It's like, I don't want to call them a gang. I, I was going to say, is it a, it's let's call it 10, 15 vehicles, a mixture of sport utility, uh, vehicles, ATVs, yeah. the small little motorcycles. I don't know what those are called, but they're like half the si- quarter of the size of a regular motorcycle, dirt bikes. And they're weaving in and out of traffic. They're yeah. doing wheelies. They're doing burnouts. Now, look, if you're somewhere having a good time and there aren't other vehicles or pedestrians, that's fun. I get it. But this is extremely yeah. dangerous. Oh, my like, God. There's I, people everywhere. All you do is lose control, ride off onto the sidewalk, and you've now run over like eight people. So um, we, you and I, um, um, Shake and Bake, we just talked about this. We saw this the other day. Yeah. In a meeting, there's an ATV coming on, on South High Street doing a wheelie through a red light yeah. with a Columbus police officer behind him with his lights on in pursuit. The ATV goes through the red light and the police officer terminates the yeah. pursuit and stops at the red light. Almost as if he had turns like, his lights off. Almost as if he had called in and they said called it in it. and they said, just leave it alone. Which is funny because they had just announced that the city was going to crack down on this. They wanted, mm-hmm. they were going to start increasing penalties and fines and impounding vehicles. This couldn't have been less than a week after that announcement. Yeah. As a driver, the day that they came around me, to your point, there was probably 10 or 12, you know, different vehicles in this particular group of uh, sport gang, whatever you want to call them. And they were all around my, my truck. 
So, I mean, if I needed to get over, I mean, it causes such a panic for the driver because yeah. one, it's very noisy. You're not expecting it. You're trying to figure out what's going on. How are these vehicles even on the road? And as a driver, you feel completely threatened, not necessarily for you as much. I don't want to hurt somebody else, but you feel like you're going to run into them because they're absolutely out of control. They're not driving, you know, in a safe manner by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, this is like literally, it's like something you would see if you went to a show to watch people do tricks on these types of vehicles. Yeah. It's insane. Well, completely and, insane. and if you go back to uh, May 10th of this year, there was a pretty serious, and I'm sure there are many accidents and many examples. This one sticks out. May 10th, corner of Broad and James in East Columbus. And a similar you know, group of riders were blowing through a red light and a motorist coming from the other way who had a green light ran into one of the ATVs. Yeah. And that ATV driver had some critical injuries. Yeah. The um, SUV driver could have lost control and had a much more serious injury or issues with themselves. But that just goes to show, I mean, safety is a real concern. These, these groups are just blowing through red lights. They're doing a lot of unsafe things on city streets in large groups of people. And they're doing it to show off. Oh, that's and, absolutely a show off move. We, and they're not being even remotely prosecuted for it or, or ticketed for it. And yeah. it doesn't make any sense. I mean, there have been calls for it. I know that there's been some, uh, you know, the city's made some statements. They're going to start doing anything about it. But I'm still seeing this all around town and not one police officer anywhere around to come in and do anything. No. About it. And they're they're just going up and down high street. Like, it's not no. like you have to go far to find them. It's pretty easy. So, all right. Lastly, and this is maybe more grumpy old man. I but think this, you did like three topics. Yeah, just taking over the whole episode. I told you it was potpourri, All okay? Right. It's All just right. a bunch of little All topics. Right. But this is grumpy old man status, but it really chaps my ass. Okay. Is this technically illegal? Yes. Do I care about the illegality? Not so much. Get your damn electric scooters off the sidewalks. Off the sidewalks. Way too dangerous. There are pedestrians. There's people coming in and out of businesses. You're doing 14 miles an hour on a sidewalk that's barely two people wide. And you're expecting people to just get out of your way, know that you're coming from behind them. It's it's hard enough to try to run on those sidewalks, let alone do 14 miles an hour on a scooter. Well, not to mention, and you obviously called the fun police uh, before you made that comment because you've just stripped everything that was fun out of downtown because you can't be on the sidewalks anymore unless... Grumpy old man's in town. He'll be yelling at you. Get off the sidewalk! Well, and, and I don't. And I don't say Get anything your to anybody. Scooter off I, the sidewalk. I, I don't Just say give anything. Him dirty looks. But yeah. I'm, well, no. I'm like I'm super. Like I'm really tuned in to are these people on the sidewalk in front of me, behind me when I'm walking around. I actually look for it because they're not really responsible. They're just not responsible riders, and I have to be aware of that. But most people are not, and they get surprised when one of these scooters flies by them. What if they were to? scoot left, lean left, right, whatever it is, you know, they move just a little bit on that sidewalk and they get clipped by one of these things. Both parties are going to end up with pretty serious injuries from that. They saw, can call the Baker Law Group. That's right. This could, this could be a, uh, unfortunately, and it has actually become in all seriousness an issue uh, downtown. When they first introduced these, there was like no, do you remember that? There was really no introduction to the scooter thing. Just they showed just up. showed up one day. Yeah. Like we were down here and I'm like, what are those? I was remember like I, was, I was in Dallas and we were noticing all these hundreds yeah. of scooters in Dallas. When they we just flew back to Columbus, we get off the plane, we go downtown and we're like, wait, yeah. these weren't here when we left three days ago. Where did they come from? And there were hundreds of them. Oh, yeah. And it was so interesting because it's almost like the city knew they were coming to the streets of Columbus. But not only did they just kind of a, 
just ignore it as far as the advertisement part of it, but zero mention of any rules. Like you would think the news would have picked that up and said, okay, here's the rules with the scooters. If you're going right. to use them downtown, nothing. It just, it was a free for all, uh, free for all Friday, Yes, but every day of the free week for all every day with the uh, scooter thing. Yeah, well, that is crazy. And there's been a lot of really bad injuries and accidents from scooters all over the United States, not just here in Columbus, but yeah. you know, we see these forums that come in through the American association of justice. And there was one not too long ago that talked about just this, just this issue with no training on these scooters, no rules on these scooters, and people being hurt, serious, if not killed. Uh, a couple of people have gone in front of cars, obviously lost control, been run over, killed. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's amazing that there hasn't been more litigation or more regulation of, of that. But yeah, it's, it's a dangerous thing. It really is. Well, but that- you were just talking with the other vehicles that you were complaining that are on the road. You said that they shouldn't be allowed on the road because they don't have the headlights. They don't have plates. Mm-hmm. can't don't have turn signals neither do those scooters the, so why are those scooters yeah, but, allowed on ne- the road? but neither does a bicycle and i i don't know what bicycles are allowed on the road as well true i don't i don't technically know the law behind the dirt bikes and atvs with regards as to why they can't be on the roadway i, I mean i understand it's because they don't have the taillight headlight turn signals mirrors but, but a there's something that sets not them motorized apart. like the scooters are so i would think understand. that they would be counted now the the scooters do have a headlight and a taillight i do know oh. that they do have lights on them i've only been on it once and yeah yeah i think you can alter the other uh, vehicles as well to probably compliant with oh, some sure. of the rules Dirt but, bikes and ATVs but none of these road. that we're referring to have any of those things <laughs> so no. yeah not they have no business being on the road so. well that's my uh grumpy old iron man uh addition to my potpourri Clear, and, uh, clearly still a little grumpy from the race yes. tired yeah tired worn out certainly yeah. but yeah. i will I will toss it over to Special K, who's going to grace us with, with her inclusion into today's free-for-all. Well, I have some good news to share with everybody. A wonderful Cinderella story. Yay. So in wow. just a few short years, Joe Biden's son, Hunter, went from crackhead who was combing the carpet for crumbs of Parmesan cheese to smoke to Michelangelo. He's now selling paintings. I hear that he's are going, quite the artist. Yeah, these paintings are going for like half a million dollars a pop. That's what I heard. That's oh. what I heard. They're not funny that, no. Well, the White House, in an effort to promote transparency, since they're the most transparent administration ever, they are going to keep the buyers of Hunter Biden's artwork anonymous. So that way. You don't know who's buying access yeah, to our president? Very good. Yes. Yes, that so, seems about normal. Yep. Now we can't keep track of who's buying these paintings and seeing if they get any undue influence with our government. And Hunter Biden actually came out today or it's being reported on today. He was on a podcast. Maybe he was on it yesterday. But his response to all of the people who are critical of this setup is F them. So, well, that's surprising coming from someone with such high moral standards. Yes. Yeah. Um, I would. I'm actually just taken aback. I don't even take any issue with it. I'm inclined to agree with them. Well, I I don't know how you go from not being an artist to like discovering your artistic. How old is he now? He's got to be around 50. Yeah. 50 years later, you discover your artistic abilities. Isn't Um, he doing mostly blow art? Like, (laughs) maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a special. No, I was going to say. I haven't heard it. Where the the paint's on the canvas and he uses a straw to like. You know, yeah. blow it around the canvas and whatnot. I mean, I've seen videos of him doing that. I heard it's a yeah. lot of ski portraits. 
sort of really? like skiing. Uh, kind of like the Jackson Pollock <laughs> where he's just uh, flicking the paint drops on uh-huh. there too. Yeah. Oh my God. Wow. Wow. Yeah. No, I didn't know that um, it was blow art, but totally makes sense. Yes. I mean, That's what I'm calling it now. Couldn't be more, more uh, appropriate Brings for that, that individual. Yeah. Wow. No, I, I was unaware of that, but that is very exciting. Any other updates on, uh, on him and his, his artistic uh, newly found artistic abilities. No, he just has a couple of art shows that they're doing now. We're not allowed to know who's coming to buy the paintings or who's putting them on for him. And, you know, you I, I ask any question, no further questions. F, F, yeah. yeah. I had heard that you, you weren't permitted to have any discussions whatsoever with his dad in the event. You were one person that bought the painting, but yet you wouldn't know who bought the painting because they're not allowed to really discuss that. But what's interesting is the only people invited to the gallery um, would were also invited to, I think, a sh- like a, a cocktail party beforehand. Interesting. So that the president will be in attendance. I don't know about him being in attendance, but it seems as if those people were at the cocktail party and then they went to the gallery. It'd be pretty easy to know who the buyers are. Who the buyers potential, at least potential are, maybe. I don't know. Just my thought on it. But the whole thing is... Smells. It reeks. It reeks of something that is not on the up and up. I don't know why you guys are being such negative Nancys about it. I think it's, uh, yeah, fantastic. He found a new hobby. Something to do to occupy his time. I'm just hoping in like five years, one day I pick up a paintbrush and I'm like, I had no idea. I had this ability. And then I start painting these beautiful portraits and sell them for you know, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. I'm excited. I'm getting you both a Hunter Biden, Biden blow art painting for Christmas. Yes. We need one Don't for the studio. for that for Santa. I think we need I one. Dibs. We, we've got a couple of spaces left on the uh, studio walls. We could, we could throw that up there. We could throw it right next to our Roger Stone portrait. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me tell you what I'm really happy about uh, because I've, it's been such a long year and a half, almost more than that now. And I am so excited that we finally, finally have some certainty when it comes to masks and vaccines. I mean, we've been waiting for all this time. And, you know, I know there's, there was some, some confusion early on. The science was evolving. Science was evolving. As, as, as our friend Nancy says, science, science, science. You know, it's all about the science. And we've now finally got to that point where we know exactly what to expect. Uh, when we should or shouldn't wear a mask, you know, whether you're vaccinated, not vaccinated. It's just, it's so clear. In fact, I was able to pull together uh, a recent clip here of a number of different um, professional science people telling us about how certain they really are as far as whether we should or shouldn't be wearing a mask. So if you guys don't mind, I'd like to just throw that out there. Have a listen. Yeah, absolutely. I'll allow it. There's a lot of confusion among people and misinformation surrounding face masks. Can you discuss that? Right now in the United States, people should not be walking around with masks. Okay. You're sure of it because people are listening really closely to this. Right now, people should not be walking. There's no reason to walk. No mask. No mask. Whoa. That someone who is a vaccinated person who develops an infection, a so-called breakthrough infection, could be carrying the same viral load same amount of virus in their nose or mouth as someone who is an unvaccinated infected individual. So vaccinated infected, unvaccinated infected, they may carry the same amount of virus. 
I am confused. What's the point of the new guidance comes after the CDC reviewed its own guidance on this issue and concluded there is some value to covering your face, even if you don't have any symptoms. Oh, masks in short supply. But I thought no masks. Encouraging people to make cloth masks at home. Cloth masks. Okay, I like to wear diapers. All long for this moment. Oh yes. So we can get back to some sense of normalcy today. CDC is updating our guidance for fully vaccinated people. Anyone who is fully vaccinated can participate in indoor and outdoor activities, large or small, without wearing a mask or physical distancing. All right. Thanks. So no mask. Okay. And unfortunately warrants an update oh. to our recommendation. Wait a minute. Unvaccinated individuals should get vaccinated and continue masking until they are fully vaccinated. What? What? In areas with substantial and high transmission, CDC recommends fully vaccinated people wear masks in public indoor settings to help prevent the spread of the Delta variant and protect others. All right. Well, that was pretty clear to me. I think I know where we're at. Clear as mud. Yeah. So um, you don't wear a mask uh, if you have a large viral load. Load. But if you do wear a mask, you don't need to wear a mask unless you wear two masks. And then you can, well, I'm, wait a minute. I might have to go back and listen again. I'm not sure what just happened. I don't know. Um, There were, seemed to be some conflicting. They didn't uh, address, is the 15 minute grace period, is that still a thing with the Delta variant? Do you know what I'm talking mm, about? I don't know, but. Where you can pull your mask down and then you have a 15 minute grace period before you transmit the virus. Yeah, because the virus in your body knows whether or not your nostrils are covered. And then well, once they are uncovered, it starts a 15 minute countdown. The CDC has been out. very that- clear, very clear, except for. Wait, you, before you had to wear didn't have to wear a mask. Now you, you need to wear a mask if you're on the map and you got to be in the right spot on the map. And then if you're not on that spot, you don't have to wear a mask. So I, I think it's I, I just think they've cleared it up. Right. I and think it all makes sense. And uh, you can have the same amount of virus whether or not you've been vaccinated or not. I think they said that too. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah I think so. Um, we should all definitely still get our vaccine though. Oh, for sure. For sure. This is, I, I know we're being highly sarcastic, but this is my beef for the free for all Friday. Can, can somebody please, can somebody please stop contradicting yourself? I would rather have, as much as I think I hated wearing a mask. And, and the, the vaccine's a whole other story, but I hated wearing the mask. Why can't we get somebody to just give us some guidance that is actually consistent? And don't tell me it's the science, because science doesn't necessarily change every 24 hours. It doesn't evolve. It's science. If it, if it is science, it should stay constant. But what are we doing? Every day, every week, there's a new rule. And spare me, Fauci. Spare me, spare me, spare me with your whatever TV show you can show up on and change your opinion. I mean, what, what is going on? It's becoming so difficult to trust anything in any, any news outlet, anything that's being told to us, because it's always different. It changes. It's constantly, and it's not evolving in a progressive way. It's evolving in a way that nobody's listening yet. They still want us to take the vaccine. They're, They're actually hoping that by, I guess telling people you're going to have to wear a mask even if you have the vaccine, is that going to increase the amount of people that want to get the vaccine or is that going to be 
nothing more than you'd be an idiot to say, well, now that I know I get to wear a mask, I'll definitely take the vaccine. I mean, it's, it's truthfully, I think bad. it's a way to get the people who are vaccinated to start shaming the unvaccinated that, hey, if you go get vaccinated, then all of us can take our face masks off. It's well, that, because I mean, not enough be. people. And I, I don't like that. I'm not saying that's a good thing. I think it's another way for them to usher in this social pressure and coercion to get the persuadables. But, 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 but is it that or is it instead the vaccines not working as well as they had originally said it worked? And when you look back at those numbers and the 90 percent and this and that, you have to ask yourself, how much testing was done to get to that 90 percent number or that, you know, 75 percent number? They were developing the vaccine, yet what during the development period, there were I don't know how many people were in the test samples or how they do that, but, you know, we've got a lot more data now looking six months forward from the beginning of the year as to whether or not the vaccine is truly working. Is is this yet another question that or another uh, just directive that we're supposed to believe that, you know, it's the Delta variant or is it really possibly that the vaccine isn't working as well as they said it, it was going to? And that's why we need to mask up again. But of course, then we're back to the question is, do the mask even work? And then we say, well, Fauci said, of course, we don't need a mask. But then he said, oh, of course, we do need a mask. So what the hell are we supposed to do? Fauci has said that he will only lie to us when it's in his own best interest to do so. Well, and that is a good time to lie. I mean, if you're going to lie, make sure it's in your best interest. Yeah. So weren't weren't there also studies done? This is a further earlier comment that. Mask, no mask, same transmission rates in different communities. Communities that had masks versus communities that didn't wear masks predominantly. For sure. They had similar issues, similar spread. And so that comes down to, did the mask really work? And I look, I don't know the science. I don't read all the science. But here, my real problem, let's just say, okay, science, you know, the science changes. We learn new things every day, which is great. Then stop pushing a vaccine on me. And telling me that the science behind that hasn't changed one bit since day one. Well, then, and we don't know if it's changed or not. So it, way, the way I look at this, the reason why the CDC has changed their, their position yet again on whether or not you need to wear a mask if you're vaccinated or unvaccinated is either one of three things. It's either the numbers aren't, what, aren't truly what they said they were in terms of the effectiveness of the vaccine. Or it's the shaming aspect. If we shame enough people that don't want to get vaccinated, eventually they'll come around. That That's another possible theory. Okay. Um, or it's just a situation where, again, there's so little uh, consistency in what we're being told. And there's so little consistency. You say the science. I call it like as things evolve. They're seeing different things than they saw before. And they're erring on the side of being too cautious or more cautious than being less cautious and saying, well, no, we're the CDC. You know, we're going to say you don't have to wear a mask. And then if it comes back later that you were supposed to wear a mask, then they look bad. You know, they look like they take the fall for it. So are they trying, you know, extra hard to put in some precautions to more protect them and their reputation than what needs to be there? What reputation is there left for the CDC? There's not after the Tuskegee experiment. Uh, I just don't think the CDC really cares that much about whether or not they look bad. And they seem to move on pretty quick. All of the tests have borne out that the 
um, vaccination has no effect on children's reproductive capabilities. Yeah, studies have shown. That, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. The, the but, whole eight months that it's yeah, been out. Yeah, yeah. Twelve that's, and thirteen year olds. We know it hasn't affected. That's yeah. some good research. They do not have fertility issues later in life. I, I think it's just all ridiculous. Well, can, all can I propose a fourth theory here that Please? maybe that maybe just maybe the numbers have gone up the way they have. And the, this whole talk of the Delta variant has gone up the way that it has because we're releasing people into the United States that have come from across the border and just maybe Heresy. might have Corona. I mean, I, I'm sure they're very healthy as they cross the border, haven't eaten for weeks, have been trafficked over, uh, probably aren't really consistent on their vitamins, probably don't do a lot of exercise and eat right. How dare you? I mean, the, you know, the sad part of this is, is outside of how horrific that's being handled and the, just the atrocities to human beings as they come there and they, I mean, we could, that's a whole, you know, five episode show. But the reality is these people are being, and this is not coming from my opinion, it's been absolutely broadcast that these people are being moved into different areas throughout the United States are not vaccinated and are infected with COVID. But could that have some impact no. at all? Or is this just all those unvaccinated people running around spreading Corona to people that have taken the vaccine? But wait a minute, that would keep you from yeah. getting it. Would it? Well, did you have a mask on? I don't know. Oh, I don't no. remember. You would have had a mask on. Probably I just know not. that with the mask, two masks or the sure, vaccine, I can no. still carry and transmit the same viral load as somebody without a vaccine I, or a I, mask. The point of the matter is, does anybody believe anything or is everything you're hearing now for the most, for a person that thinks independently, practically, just common sense, does that person, every time they hear whatever comes and is spewed out of the mouth of any of these people we consider, quote, experts, how many people in the back of their head are going bullshit? Yeah, I think they're just rolling their eyes. They're rolling their eyes. Yeah. I mean, they've lost all credibility to the extent that at this point, I just don't think that any of this stuff will work. I mean, you're not going to get people to wear masks again that are, I mean, especially in certain parts of the country. That I, I'm in Florida half the time. I can tell you, good luck in Florida getting anybody to put a mask on again. Case numbers. What does that mean? It doesn't mean death. It doesn't mean sick. It doesn't mean symptoms. It's just a number because That's you go. Positive. To, yeah. It means nothing, but we're back on it again. We're right where we started. Oh, how many numbers? Let's watch the numbers. What numbers are we watching? Oh, you know, the, the number of infections. Well, what does that infection mean? Does it mean you get sick? Does it mean you have symptoms? Does it mean you go to the hospital? No, no, it's, it's the numbers. We're, we're keeping an eye on the numbers. I mean, this is, this is being used, continues to be used to just strip the rights away from us one right at a time. And people are just letting it happen. It, it's it, the frog in boiling water analogy. Where they say you can't throw a frog into a pot of boiling water because it'll get scalded and jump right out. But if you put a frog into room temperature water and slowly incrementally increase the temperature, the frog won't notice the little changes and then it boils to death. And there were people last spring when all of this started that were initially saying, hey, it's not going to be two weeks to flatten the curve. Historically, governments don't relinquish your rights back to you once they've taken them Not to mention, you. how many times do governments get anything done in two weeks? Right. Let's Good be realistic here. Too. 
But yeah, everybody mocked those people and they're like, oh, my rights, my rights. And here we are a year and a half later and it yeah. clearly wasn't two weeks to flatten the curve. I, I mean, so. is anybody as concerned as I am that remember the timeline? I mean, it's August almost. So we're moving back into the school year. We're moving back into uh, definitely some scenarios where you're going to have more people crowded in certain areas, which just kind of plays into the at least, you know, if you believe the science, that's going to make the numbers go up. And again, let's remember what the numbers are. The numbers aren't deaths and hospitalizations or their cases. But nonetheless, I have this terrible nightmare that we're going to see it all over again. It's just another round that's looming out there and they're taking the small steps to get us there. And it all starts with the mask. I mean, that's where it started before, right? It was, you know, we don't need masks and all of a sudden we needed masks and then we needed to shut down businesses. And we need the dots on the floor in the grocery store. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope that I'm completely wrong on this and I'm hope that in three months, the done talking about the Delta variant or whatever. But my fear is, They've got a taste of this, how to control, how to take away certain rights, how to, you know, keep themselves in the position they want to be in. It's just never ending. It seems like this is the new path instead of trying to find a real solution and trying to be realistic and keeping things consistent as you can be. That's we're on another planet. Well, it's there's there's so much to unpack with that. We'll have to circle back oh, yeah. on this topic, and it'll probably be in a five-part series down the road to talk right, about a lot right. of these issues because they're Well, I don't think it's going there. away. No, for sure it's not. I mean, and it, for the CDC, again, I'm not blessing them with the credibility that they don't deserve, but I am going to say that for them to come back on what they initially said, you know, this is the day we've all been waiting for, as you heard in the clip, and the vaccine is, it works. It's a hundred percent, you know, not a hundred percent, but it works. You know, it, there's no doubt about it. It works and you don't need a mask anymore. And then all of a sudden, well, it I don't know. Work. I don't you know if do it works. You need a mask, but you're a bad person if you don't get the vaccine that there's no liability for. If the science then evolves and we find out there are bad side effects to the vaccine, nobody's liable for that. It ju- it just- you're a bad person if you don't take it. It just blows my mind. And this map thing scared me too. When they brought out the map, what did that remind you of? Do you remember the county map, the green, purple, whatever oh, the wine yeah, came up yeah. with of the different areas? And I'm thinking, oh boy, we're back to the maps. Yep. You know, what area you in? What, what, what business can yeah. be open? What business can be closed? Yeah. To what degree? And what degree? Yeah. Un- unreal. There was also another thing. It's actually from 2020, I found out, but still on the CDC website. So it's a recommendation that's on there that they can always revert back to whenever they want to. But it says um, to kind of mark certain areas of the community with different houses where you would force the unvaccinated people to live in those specific houses within their neighborhood and separate them from their families. So that way you can help prevent the spread that way, too. So I hope that recommendation doesn't get drug up from the CDC's website, but it's there if anybody wants to go find it. Well, I I didn't know that. I'll take a look at that. That's interesting. But to lighten the load here a little, maybe a little lighthearted humor, this just popped up on my newsfeed. Eight hands Biden note during governor's meeting, something on your chin. (laughs) It's a handwritten note from an aide telling him there's something on your chin. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm trying to see what it is that's on his chin. Hi, little mustard. Uh, yeah, I, I can't really tell from this photo, but uh, who knows? Maybe it's some ice cream from the night before. He apparently really likes that ice cream. Could be pudding. Pudding, yeah. Yep. Pudding pops. Or is it tapioca? What does he eat? I don't know. It says a small orange object. Hmm. Oh, I see it. Yeah, I see it in the picture here. Yikes. What is that? Looks like a Frito. Or maybe, it, <laughs> actually, it might be a Dorito. Here, have a look. Just Dorito. Really, is that a, is that a yeah, Dorito well, chip? Yeah, oh, Cheeto dust on there. That is hilarious. <laughs> huh. Oh, my God. Oh, well, that's a good laugh. We needed, we needed that after that, you know, super serious conversation, especially when you're talking about Free for all Friday. Yeah. Well, I think that's all we got on the confetti today. Yes. Potpourri. Man. Potpourri confetti. But um, anyway, well, we're, we really are putting together a putting, sounding like a putting, put, putting together. We're putting together. Put, putting together. A whole new season. I was at the Hillbilly Olympics last yeah, week. That's so, probably yeah. what it was. Uh, we're putting together a new season and we are really excited about it. We're going to have some, I think, audience participation that's going to be fun, like our giveaway, which we're not going to give out right now and tell what it is, but we're going to be doing a giveaway for subscribers. Uh, just a lot of things that we're going to move in and incorporate into the next season. So more to come on that, as well as the first date upon which we will embark on the season four adventure but we don't have it yet. We know it'll be in August and we'll keep you updated on that. Otherwise you can find this podcast and all of our other podcasts on all the podcast forums out there, including iTunes, Pandora, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Verbal, and the like. As far as the YouTube video, it'll also be up here shortly. And Matt, what do you like telling people to do if they can, if they don't mind? Uh, we'd really love it if you smash that subscribe button smash on our it. YouTube page. Smash it. Hit like, hit subscribe. You'll get all of our content. It'll come straight to you, give you notices when we upload new information, new content. We'd love to have you on there. So subscribe to the channel. That's right. SOL Legal Podcast. Legal If you're searching podcast. for it. Legal, legal Podcast. Anything out of you, Special K, before we embark on to a new weekend? Nope. This has been fun and looking forward to season four. Yeah, me too. Me too. Iron Man, you got anything? No Iron Man's this weekend. No, not this weekend. We're gonna we're gonna take a break. I think that's probably a good idea. I think you've earned it. Yeah. You've earned it. Well, I'm not doing anything this weekend if I can avoid it. Other than maybe uh You've been the real vagabond recently. I have. I'm kind of sick of traveling. That's why I decided to go to the Grand Canyon in like a week. So you're sick of driving. <laughs> so I'm gonna drive Someone to the, Grand, to the Canyon. Grand Canyon. Oh boy. All right. You're a special kind. I am a special breed. All right. Until next time, I am Shake and Bake signing off on the SOL podcast. Thank you for listening to SOL. Join us next time on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, and iTunes. For additional information or questions related to your legal matter, contact the Baker Law Group at 614-228-1882. That's 614-228-1882. Be safe, know your rights, and follow the law. This podcast is adjourned.